If you want to uh, read along with us this morning, mark in a few places in the book of Exodus chapter 17, the book of Genesis chapter 18, and the book of 2 Kings chapter 19, if you want to turn to those places for just a minute. Again, that's Exodus chapter 17, Genesis chapter 18, and then we'll get in the book of 2 Kings chapter 19 here in just a moment. Again, Exodus chapter 17, Genesis chapter 18, and 2 Kings chapter 19. So the 17th, 18th, and 19th chapters of Exodus, Genesis, and 2 Kings we'll read in just a moment. You don't have to turn over and read, but I want to read you one verse in the book of Galatians in the 6th chapter in the second verse, it says, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. This morning, I want you to think about touching heaven for others. I want you to think about touching heaven for others. I don't know if I ever told you about the time it was a revival, I don't know, a few years ago. It was up at Mages Chapel, not too terribly far from here. And I had got to a point where it just seemed like every time I just prayed, it just kind of sputtered out. To kind of put it in a little more logical terms, the other day I tried to go out and crank my lawnmower and the battery was dead and all it would do was just rumble just a little bit. Finally pulled my truck around there, hooked the jumper cables up, and let me tell you, that thing fired off then when it got in touch with the good source. And it just took off. I kind of felt like an old dead battery trying to crank something and I just couldn't do it. I don't know what you believe about the divine hand of God, but I believe that God divinely placed a person right next to me for a reason. I remember we gathered in as altar service, and I don't know if it was because somebody was lost and was praying or if it was just the saints had gathered in praying, but I just remember just sitting there thinking, Lord, I can't even pray. Just nothing was coming out of my mouth. I just, I didn't really know what to do. And all of a sudden, this person beside me, I just stopped praying, and they got to praying about being cold and indifferent. And all of a sudden, I just felt like that was a coattail I needed to grab a hold of. And that person began to pray, and I don't know how long it was, and all of a sudden, they just, they really got in touch with God. Let me tell you something I believe about prayer. Prayer is not just something we say with vain repetitions. You can tell when somebody gets in touch with God. And I remember sitting there that night, and all of a sudden, when a prayer that I couldn't pray myself, all of a sudden, my heart's desires started coming out of the mouth of somebody else. And all of a sudden, I remember, I remember this very plainly, that I got in touch with God, and I realized, I thought, God, forgive me for being cold and indifferent. There's a reason why the Psalms and and the, the Scriptures are filled full of people's prayers. Why? Because they are for us. Not just to repeat saying, well, this is my prayer and this is what I'm supposed to say and this is going to be the result. But it's because that at different times in our life, different circumstances and situations in our life bring us to the place that we can relate to those prayers. You know what? I thank God this morning that there are people that can touch heaven for us. And I pray that we might be the one that touches heaven for somebody else. For we read to you there in Galatians, it said, bear you one another's burdens. What does it mean and what do you do with those burdens when you get them? Do you just decide that I think I can carry this load or do you go to the very throne of God and do you pray that God would intervene and intercede 
on that person's behalf. Going back into the Old Testament for just a moment, in the book of Exodus, chapter 17. I believe that I hope and I pray this morning that you would agree with me that there's a need for people to touch heaven for other people. And I want to say that to you again. I hope that you would see that there's a need for us to reach heaven on behalf of other people. Let me ask you this. Is there ever a time in your life where you feel like somebody prayed for you? Now, let, me, let me clarify something for just a minute. There may be a day in your life that you were sick and there was somebody on the other side of the world that said, God, for all the people that are sick, lay your healing hand upon you. You know what? You met that criteria. But do you ever think that there was a time in your life when somebody called you by name? And I'll even go as far as to say not only did they call you by name, they called you by circumstance and situation. For those of you that were raised in a home, do you ever think there was a time when your mother prayed, when you were an infant in diapers, that God would just keep you in the very center of the wheel and save your soul when you, when you reach that time in your life? Do you ever think there was a time in your life as a child that, that, that your parents were praying, God, get them through school, let them learn, let them, let them find your way in life, get them where they need to be that you might take them. Do you ever think that that specific prayer come for you? Do you ever think that there was a time when some saint that you didn't even know existed that was in the back of the church house that said, I knew this, this child once or this adult once and they prayed specifically for you and specifically for a purpose. And I'm going to talk about this in a minute. I'm, I, I believe in, in prayer and I believe in praying for all of the sick and I believe in praying for, for all circumstances and excuse the, the lacking of a better phrase, generically speaking, we, we pray for all of these things. But I can remember a time when I sat down with a lady and she talked about how that, that, that she prayed for hours on top of hours and she started naming the people one by one and she wasn't just naming the people, she was naming their circumstances. She said, oh, Brother Scott, I prayed for this person in this situation. And I remember just being in marvel that people would spend that much time in death because in our rush, rush time, it's like, Lord, be with all of those that are sick. Lord, be with all of those that are hungry. It's like we can say that. But, but specifically talking about interceding with individual people and touching heaven for them. I, I come from two sides this morning. I come from the side that I believe there were people that prayed for me. But also believe that we are ones that need to be praying and touching heaven for others. And there is a need that's out there today. For in the book of Exodus chapter 17. And I want to skip down to about the ninth verse. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out men, and go out and fight with Amalek tomorrow. I will stand on top of the hill with the rod of God in mine hand. He said, I'm going to touch heaven for you. There is no greater compliment, I guess you could say, or trust, maybe is a better word, than when people stand up before a congregation of people and truly, sincerely say, Pray for this person in this situation. 
Folks, if you've got people that can get in touch with God, there's no better place than before a gathering of people saying, I need you to pray for this person in this circumstance. Pray for me in this circumstance. Pray for my neighbor in this situation. To get specific with God, I I hope that we understand there's no greater place than to go to godly people and say, I'm going to do this. Well, so it says that Joshua did, as Moses had said unto him, and he fought with Amalek, and Moses and Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And when it came to pass, when Moses held up his hand, that Israel prevailed. In other words, he held up his hand. He was touching heaven on their behalf. As long as he was touching heaven, things were going to happen. Church, let me ask you something. Do you really want to have a, a God-stirring moment in your life? You may not want one. And I hope and pray that that is not the answer. But if you don't want a God-stirring moment in your life, then just keep going about your business. But if you want something to happen in your life, you reach up and you touch heaven. We have all these things that we want to try and all these methods that, that, that churches say, well, this is what you do and this is how you do it. I want to tell you something, folks. If you want something to happen, you touch heaven. For I'll tell you this, God not only will pour out His Spirit... I believe God will pour out a double portion of His Spirit upon us. And here we are in the year of our Lord, 2021, and there's nothing I want any more than the very roof of this place to open up, the windows of heaven open up, and God pour His presence out. And let me tell you this, folks. I've been in times where God stirs in the hearts of the people. I've already felt it this morning in Sunday school and the worship service. We've already felt God moving and God stirring. And you know what that is? That's us reaching up to heaven saying, God, we want to touch you. We're going to touch you. If you're here this morning and you've never been saved, I'm going to tell you something. There are people here that have reached up into heaven on your behalf and they have touched God. And if anybody can make something happen, it is God. We may talk about this later. You know what? You can refuse me. You can deny me. You can walk away from me. But you know what? You can't do anything about it when I get in touch with heaven for God can do something I cannot do. And you see this morning for those of us that are saved, people can shun us. They can laugh at you. They can ridicule you. And the truth is, shallow church, let me tell you this. People don't have to walk in those doors and come here. But you know what? There's nothing they can do when you pray to God and you reach up to heaven with that rod and you touch God. And all of a sudden it said when that rod started coming down they started losing they said wait a minute if we want the power of God to be manifest in our life we need to touch heaven for it said here that as long as he lifted up his hand but he said he let down his hand Amalek prevailed but Moses hands were heavy and they put a stone and put it under him and he sat there on and Aaron and her stayed his hands notice what he said <clears throat> they, they supported in other words they held him there they said we need people to touch heaven for notice what happened Israel was under attack, and all of a sudden they needed somebody to fill in that gap. Well, they did. They put the stone under his hand. They said the one on the one side, the other on the other side, and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. You know what that means? He won. He defeated them. Why? Because somebody was touching heaven. Let me tell you something this morning, and I think you all know this, but I'm going to say it because I feel like I need to. There's a war that's raging out there right now. There's a war that's raging, and there's a lot of people that are fighting against the enemy, and they're not wanting to touch heaven. They're trying to get the answers with all of these other things, all of these other methods, or all these other strategies. Now, I'm not against all these other things that you may try or the world may be trying, but I'll tell you this. I pray that there's not a battle in your life that you are facing without touching heaven. 
For folks, when you touch heaven, it was just as, as powerful as when my jumper cables went from, the, from my trunk to my lawnmower. Something began to connect and something began to happen. Much different than that, but it, with great power. Folks, when we touch heaven, there's a movement that happens. There's a stirring that happens. When you pray, there's these things that happen in your life. And I believe that God desires that we might pray for these things, that God desires that we might uh, seek out the, uh, the, the, the people that have needs in their life, that we might try to accomplish those things that God would have us to accomplish. First Thessalonians, that fifth chapter, and I believe it is in the 27th verse, listen to the very simple four words of Paul to the Thessalonians. Brethren, pray for us. I believe that God desires for us to pray one for another. Now, I believe that there's a lot of things that we don't like to talk about publicly, and, and I believe me, I get that. But I'll tell you, I love it when a person gets to a place in their life when they start praying and asking God about things specifically. Do I believe that God knows all things? Yes. But I believe it's good when we pray about things specifically. Matthew, if I can find it real quick, over in the book of Matthew chapter 20. Matthew chapter 20, notice what he says in the 30th verse. And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside, when they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out loud, saying, no, no shamefulness, have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And the multitude rebuked them because they should hold their peace. In other words, you need to be quiet. Now is not the place and the time to be praying. But they cried the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. How important is prayer? Jesus stood still and called unto them and said, This is red letters, Jesus said, What will ye that I should do unto you? Let's rewind our day real quick. Let's all go back outside on the front porch and let's all walk in. And if Jesus walked up to you and said, What will ye that I should do unto you when you walk in here? Folks, let me tell you, something's about to happen. When you come into a place and Jesus said, it, it, it's, it's, it's this idea of, What do you need? What do you need me to handle? Now, you ask me a lot of things. You ask Scott to do something. I may or may not be able to help you. You want to climb up on a roof. I may not be the man that's going to help you. You want me to do some things. I may not be the person to help you. I may try. But I may not be that person. But of all the things and all the needs you have in your life, what can Jesus not do? Jesus is going to drill down. He's going to get specific here. He said, not just that you have needs in your life and Christ meet my needs. Let's get specific. He said, what will ye that I should do? And they said unto him, that our eyes may be opened. Does that sound pretty generic and kind of broadly? He said, no. He said, I want to pause for just a minute. I have a belief that they had other needs in their life. God, I'm, I'm hungry, or, or God, maybe there's, there's family that's not doing right. I believe there's other needs they had in their life. But at this particular moment, there was one particular need that they had. They said, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. You know what I love this morning is that's not the end of the story. That's not the end of that chapter. So Jesus had compassion on them, and he touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed him. You know what, today, what if we came into church, and God looked down upon us in the form of his spirit and said, what is it that you would have me to do unto you? And then you come in, and God said, you know what, 
I see those people there in a little corner of, of Carroll County, Tennessee. I see those people that are meeting there and I see the needs of, of not just them as a whole, but every person that comes in. And folks, we're not hidden from, from God. Now we may be hidden from a lot of people. People don't have a clue where we're at. We're not hidden from God. And God said, what is it that you need? And God said, I've got compassion on them. I have compassion. That means my heart goes out to them. And you know what? Whatever their needs are, he said, I'm going to grant it. Church, when we come in here and we say, God, this is the, this person needs to be saved or this person needs to be healed or this person needs to be in fellowship. When God grants those things, what's going to happen to us during our life? Do you believe in the power of prayer? I believe with all within me that I believe in what God's able to do. And I believe that God's able to do that because God desires that we might touch heaven for people. And I believe there are people that touch heaven for us. For I want to go back into the Old Testament just a minute. The book of Genesis chapter 18, if you mark that place. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 18 for just a minute. Genesis chapter 18, and let's skip down to about the 20th verse. Genesis 18, and let me read to you verse 20. And the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down and see whether they have done another, they have done all together according to the cry of it, which is come unto me, and if not, I will know. And the men turned their faces from thence, and went toward Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. You know, here some of them got to a point, they said, God, you're going to destroy this city. We can't stand in your way. So they just let it happen. But you know what Abram did? He stopped. Notice what he said. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. And he drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? He said, There's some good people down there, Lord. He said, Please, don't, don't, don't do that. For notice what he said in the 24th verse. Peradventure, he said, If there be 50 righteous within the city, would thou also destroy and spare not the place for the 50 righteous that are therein? God, if there's 50 people in that city, please have mercy on that city. Well, in other words, we're going to find some faithful people. So he gets asking again. That it be far from thee to do after this manner and slay the righteous and the wicked and that the righteous should be as the wicked that be far from thee shall thou not shall not the judge of all the earth do right. And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the place, I will spare all the place of their sakes. Abraham said, Okay, I, I want to talk to you about this again. He says, What if I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord and I am but dust and ashes? Peradventure, he said, maybe I'm wrong. He says, what if there shall be five of the 50 righteous? Would thou destroy all the city for lack of five? And he said, if I find there, or excuse me, 40 and five. He says, if I find there be 45, I will not destroy yet. And he spake unto them yet again. He said, peradventure, there shall be 40 found there. And he said, I will not do it for 40's sake. So he goes on again, and, he's, and he keeps going on down. And notice what he said, uh, the 31st verse, 32nd verse. And he said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak yet but this once. Peradventure, ten shall be found there. Now here's what's happening. Abraham is over and over and over again 
trying to plead a case on behalf of the people that are left in the city that God's going to come in and destroy. He's pleading for the people. He's touching heaven for them. Let me ask you something. Do you think that Abraham knew what God was about to do to this city? Yes, he did. He knew what God was going to do. Here's the thing. They were oblivious and they were absolutely ignoring what God was going to do, but that didn't mean it wasn't going to happen. If you've been saved this morning, do you know what God's going to do to sin? If you've been saved, you know, sin, people that have never been saved, they're going to hear those words, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, for I never knew you, and they will be cast into hell. But you know what? Today, there's a lot of people that's just living their life, and they're just going about not worried about the wrath of God. So we have to intervene, and I don't want to say on their behalf, but we become those that touch heaven for them. Do you believe that God puts people on your heart for a reason? Let me, maybe I should worry that a little bit different. Have you ever had a time in your life, we kind of phrase it like this. Man, I don't know why, but out of the blue, I just started thinking about you in this situation. Have you ever had that happen to you? Had it happen yesterday. Somebody hadn't thought about it in a long time and thought about a certain situation. And you know what? And, and I was thinking about these scriptures and I thought, Lord, it's not just a coincidence that you put people and circumstances in my heart. But my, the question is... And I didn't do this. But you know what? I have to ask myself, Lord, why did I not stop my life and pray about that person and that situation? For God knows all of these things. You may have never had that happen to you, but all of a sudden you're just going about your life and all of a sudden there's just something that pops into your heart and it's somebody's in your heart. But the question is, do you ever pray specifically about these things? I'm glad that there were people along the way that prayed for me. I know there was a time in my life that I said I was saved and people probably didn't pray for me to be saved. But I believe there was people before I was 12 probably prayed that I would not probably, they prayed that I would be saved. And even if I had told them that I was when I really wasn't, what they didn't know was God was still answering that prayer and He did save me. But the thing is, is that He did it on His timetable by His means and by His method. So I ask you something today, do you believe that heaven is something that we can touch for somebody else? When people come along and just say, well, I can't pray anymore. I just can't feel the Lord anymore. Or I'm lost and I, I just, I, I don't feel conviction. I believe that God gives us a, a duty and a responsibility that we might reach up to heaven on their behalf. And it's happened over and over and over again. For in the book of 2 Kings, let's turn over to the 19th chapter. 2 Kings chapter 19. Hezekiah is going to reach up and touch heaven. For those in Jerusalem that were suffering. For I want to read to you the Second Kings 19th chapter. And let's skip down to about the 14th verse. And Hezekiah received the letter of the hand of the messengers and it read. And Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. So okay. You get this letter. Okay. Sinatra's letter is going to come to Hezekiah. Hezekiah's going to take this concern he has. And you know what? He's not going to go out to a council of people saying, Well, what do you think? What do you think? He goes to the Lord. He's going to touch heaven for him. So he received this letter. And notice what he said in the 15th verse. And Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel, which dealest between the cherubim, that thou art God, even thou alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth, and hast made the heaven and the earth. Lord, bow down thine ear and hear. O Lord, open thine eyes and see. 
And hear the words of Sinatra, which have sent him to reproach the living God. And he keeps going and he talks about how all these things they are going to happen. So, so King Hezekiah gets to that place where, where, where the people of, uh, there in Jerusalem were being threatened by this letter about what was going to happen. And all of a sudden, when, when Hezekiah was concerned about this, beginning in that 14th verse, that he turns to the Lord. And the Lord sends like, I don't know, it's 185,000 people, I believe it is, that he sends that he might be able to say, God, intervene on behalf of these people there in Jerusalem that cannot defend themselves. When's the last time you prayed specifically for a purpose, excuse me, for a person in a situation Saying, God, they cannot defend themselves. They need you even when they don't realize it themselves. There's some people that realize they can't defend themselves. And there's some people that say, well, I don't even know it. They're not acknowledging that. But here we see that, that, that when Hezekiah got this letter that uh, all of a sudden he gets to a place and he goes and he touches heaven. And I believe that he intercedes. And that God hears their, their prayer. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, in the fourth verse. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not, charity boneth not itself, is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. I believe that if we love others, we will stand in the gap and touch heaven for them. When's the last time you touched heaven for somebody else? Preacher, I'm struggling for myself to even touch heaven myself. Well, guess what? Whether you know this or not, there are people that are praying for you, that are asking God to be able to touch heaven so that your life might be transformed. Sometimes you can't do it. Sometimes you get to that point, you just you, you, you feel depleted and you can't pray. But I remember that night when I got there that I was sitting there that, that this, this that just began to pray. And, and all of a sudden, the, the more they prayed, the more I just felt in tune with what they were praying. I thought, Lord, I'm not alone in this grow, growing cold and indifferent. That I needed that. And you know what? I remember God making a, a great stir in my life that night. It was a great revival for me. For, I don't know about the others, but it was for me. Why? Because I had got stirred and in contact with God. So I want you to see today is that God desires that, that, that we might be used by Him that we might reach heaven on behalf of others. When's the last time you prayed about something specific and something that, that, that you want God to be able to accomplish in your life and, and even the lives of others? And I believe God's able to do that. For Matthew chapter 22 talks about the love that we should have one for another. 22 and in verse 37, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and the great commandment. The second is likened to it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. When he says you should love your neighbor as thyself, when's the last time you took your neighbor to the very throne of God and said, Here, you know the high priest once a year couldn't go in, be the one that could go in on behalf of the people and would access God on their behalf saying, God, here's the sins of all the people, what they had done. They need forgiveness for this year. You know what, today I'm glad to know that there are people that can be in the presence of God even when we cannot. I know that sounds kind of harsh and cold, but there are times when we're lost, we're, we don't have the, the access to the presence of God. But you know what, that doesn't mean nobody does. It just means you're not in the presence of God. You know what, I believe there are some people right now spiritually, they are in tune with God. 
I believe there are people that they've got a connection with God and I believe that they can reach heaven and they are a praying people. Today, folks, I pray that they might be stirred up to reach heaven. I pray that we might be the ones that we are in touch with heaven. We're in tune with God. We, 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 we commune with Him. We talk to Him. And we touch Him on their behalf. And let me tell you this, folks. God will transform our lives. And I believe God hears the prayers of His saints. And I believe He'll change these things also. And I believe that His desire would be that we might be able to, uh, to, to, to see the power and the transformation that He is able to give one of the greatest things that ever happened and I didn't tell you these scriptures but I want to turn over and read it in Luke chapter 23 for just a minute Luke chapter 23 I believe that Jesus in this 34th verse touched heaven for all the sinners listen to what he did Jesus speaking here he says Father Forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. Folks, I believe Jesus touched heaven on your behalf. And I want to tell you something. When Jesus talks to the Father, the Father listens. And I believe that I believe that Jesus has come to that place that he reaches up to heaven and his desire would be that we might be able to hear uh, him and the things that he has. And I believe today that, 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 that Christ desires that you and I might, might be able to experience the power of God in our life. So I ask you this morning, and I, I have no doubt this morning, and I don't have to ask you any personal stuff, but I want to ask you something. Is there any particular individual person on your heart? You may be here with a child and you're saying, God, save them one of these days. You may be sitting here today saying, God, be with my, my friend that is serving in, a, in, in, in a, a foreign place right now, serving you in a mission. You may be here saying, God, be with my children or my neighbors. You have all these things. I believe in that. And I believe that God wants us to share those burdens, but I, I pray that we would always be willing to share those burdens. But I also believe this, that we need to touch heaven for others. There's people today that cannot pray. There's people today, and it's not because they, they don't have the ability, but it's just they've reached a place in their life where they cannot. And folks, let me tell you, there, there's a time in our life that if we're not careful, we can reach that place where we can't even pray, and that's our communication with God, is we pray to Him. But you know what? Just because we get to that place doesn't mean others are not saying, God, uh, I'm going to fill in the gap. They can't reach it, but I can. So today I believe that God desires for us that we might be able to Reach heaven. For I want to ask you a question. How long is God going to keep granting us what we stand in need of? Is God ever going to run out? Is God ever going to run dry? You might not want to ask God on behalf of somebody else because maybe God's too busy or maybe God don't have enough resources. Let me tell you something. If you touch heaven on behalf of somebody else, God wants that to happen. And God can make it happen. And he desires, for I think of that verse so often that says, Seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. And he, and he asks, and he says, Ask and ye shall receive, knock and it shall be opened unto you. Does that mean we can't pray for somebody else? I believe in prayer, folks. I'm a believer that prayer shakes the foundation of the lives of people. I want to say this again that I've already said and I'm going to close. You can go up to people and you can tell them, you need to get saved, you need to get saved, you need to get saved. 
Them people can start leaving. They, they can ignore you. Lost people can just say, I don't want to listen to that no more. I don't want to listen to the more. I don't listen to that no more. You may go up to somebody, I'm praying that you can have that close relationship with the Lord. Or I'm praying that God will open up a door in your, your schooling. Or I pray that God opens up a job for you. Or that you're healthy. We can say all those things. And some people will say, I don't want to hear that. But you know what? They can shoo you away all they want to. But that's not going to stop you from getting in touch with God. And you know what? You cannot shoo God away. <laughs> you cannot run Him off. You can ignore Him. But you cannot run God off. You cannot hide from God. You cannot flee from God. You cannot ignore God. You might kind of kind of put the blinders up and act like it's not there. But you know it's God. If you're here lost this morning, you, there may be years of prayers that's gone up for you. And people's touching heaven. People's touching heaven. People's touching heaven. And you're feeling God drawing you to a place that you might be saved. You may be saved this morning. People have reached heaven for you. And you may be feeling that. And I pray this morning that if there's anything that you feel that's happening in your life that you will simply just respond and do what God wants you to do. For I'll tell you this, that's when the blessings happen. So today, is there anybody in your life you're thankful for that touched heaven for you? I can start naming you some individuals. I know they prayed and they reached heaven for me. And that's not just a long time ago. I'm talking about currently. There are people that have prayed for me specifically about certain specific circumstances and I believe in that. And then I have to ask myself, when's the last time that I touched heaven for others, for there in the book of Galatians, Paul gives us that great, great advice to bear ye one another's burdens. So you've got them. Where are you going to take them to and what are you going to do? I want us to get us a song this morning if we could.